Welcome to the latest episode of EG Like Sunday Morning. This week, we're once again talking tech with two of the smartest people I know, exceptional Emily Wright and PLS Piers Wayner. Uh, how are you both doing this week? I feel much better after that introduction. <laughs> yeah, that's my ego boomed for a while. <laughs> boomed? Boomed, boosted, <laughs> all are acceptable. Um, now, uh, this week, thanks to Emily hardly ever sleeping, we, we have another tech special uh, in EG filled with great content. So, so first off, Emily, tell us why failure is not to be feared. Well, first of all, do I look so awful <laughs> that you must have assumed that I have not slept for, since January? I mean, you wouldn't be wrong. But there I'm you go. Really... We, give with, we give with one hand in the intro, then we take away. I clearly need to, to to make sure I've put a brush in my hair for the next time I do this podcast. Thank goodness it's not a webinar. Um, speaking of failure, um, yeah, no, well, this is this is brilliant. So, for a long time now, when we talk about tech, we've been touching on this idea of failure and how the industry isn't very good at it because why would it be? Failure in real estate is often really quite expensive um, and not the ultimate goal. Um, but as the need for innovation and change and a different way of thinking has been sort of creeping and now racing in to infiltrate the sector, failure is actually really important. And we've been talking about it here and there and everywhere, but it wasn't until the Cretec conference in London last week that I actually saw somebody on stage talk about how failure was at the heart of their business strategy. So Dean Hopkins, who is the COO of Oxford Properties, for anyone who doesn't know, he was in tech for 27 years, which is why he's got this very different mindset. And Oxford Properties um, brought him in um, as their global COO. So he's in, in Canada. Um, so COO, obviously a pretty big job. And he said the first thing he did when he came into that role I think three years ago now, was hire 100 people who knew nothing about real estate, but were really bloody good at failing. Um, and that wasn't being, being facetious or anything. That was serious. He said, you know, you, you, when you're trying to change something, trying to change an industry, not, not change an industry because it's broken, but change an industry because it needs to change and change a mindset, you have to be able to think differently. And he said, you know, he managed to bring some people along with him, but when you can't get that critical mass of people to think in the right way, what are you going to do? Bring them in. So he brought them in en masse, 100 people who are really comfortable with failing to help that attitude to really seep into the, the company, which is brilliant, isn't it? Because how do you how do you go in as one person and change the mindset of a company? It's really hard. It's really difficult to do. And obviously, he was given the freedom by Oxford to bring in all these people who were able to then sort of sort of push it to a tipping point. And he said that he really helped bed them in by and bring everybody else along with along with the plan by having, I mean, I suppose it's the equivalent of what what we what would be referred to as black box thinking, you know, of, of having um what he described as F up nights. Mm. So, you know, you you fail you, up, I'm sure. I'm uh, sure fail up, absolutely. Yeah. I think it was left ambiguous on purpose. Um <laughs> so Everybody comes along and, and the whole point is you get there and you celebrate all the efforts that have been made in the last quarter. I don't know how often they do them, actually. But and and you take down the barriers and you remove the stigma and you say, you know, it's fine. These things happen. 
these are all the F-ups, let's have a drink. How can we learn from them? Let's have another drink and then move on from it and everyone feels much better. Um, and actually what was really interesting is that he said, that is the key to avoiding a catastrophic failure within a business. By allowing the small incremental failures, you are way less likely to have a big colossal, you know, business rocking failure slash F up. Um, and the whole room was just silent. Not, I think, you know, listening intently. And um, I looked around and thought, yeah, he's he's really he's he's really captured the audience here. So it's um yeah, failure. Failure is failure is what it's all about. And then I'll I'll shut up in a minute. But um Toby Courtauld from GPE, same stage, different day, interestingly, saying sort of sort of similar things, saying, oh, I'm I'm not really looking you know, first and foremost, for someone who can do a rent review or a lease agreement. I'm looking for somebody who thinks differently, who can talk to our customers like their customers. And I think it's again, it's that different, that different mindset. Um, and so he didn't specifically mention failure there, but definitely looking for something different. So it's good stuff. Exciting. If, if, if the industry is going to start embracing and rewarding failure, it could finally be my time to shine. Oh, um, me too. I'm very excited. This is this, this yeah. is it. This is it for me. Hurrah! <laughs> finally. <laughs> um, and uh, Piers, talking about sort of potentially uh, uh, <laughs> unsuccessful ventures, uh, you've been hunting unicorns again. Uh, what what did have, you find? I have. This is. I still haven't found one. I'm. <laughs> I'm really sorry to say. Um, you can't be as disappointed as my daughters who were <laughs> so excited that I was writing about unicorns and were giving me all sorts of ideas, um, <laughs> some of which actually went into the piece. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of this, we're at this exciting moment with with PropTech because it seems that the um, the investment rounds are just getting that little bit bigger. Um, so obviously you get your your, your seed funding and then series a series b series c so on um and we've seen a couple of of big fairly big series c raises recently so um plentific was a fairly big 100 million uh there's a, a couple in spain that were, were pretty big as well um and 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 deep key as well um but we're now starting to see the earlier fundraisers lifting as well so a recent one was um was imo um which raised 75 million in a series b which is isn't huge for for a series b across the board and it isn't huge for a series b in prop tech in the states but for a series b in europe it's actually pretty big um and depending on how you slice it 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 could be regarded as having broken a record mm -hmm. it all gets a bit complicated but the thing is, it shows that there is this weight of investment and enthusiasm and optimism building up behind these um, these companies, which means that, yes, soon, soon, I promise soon, um, we will we will see start seeing unicorns. Yay! Which, of course, to, to reiterate to anyone who doesn't know what that means and just thinks that I've, I've uh, <laughs> woken up too early and not had my coffee yet, which is true. Um, a, a, a one billion uh, dollar valued company in yeah. European PropTech. Uh, very exciting and, and Emily and um, our colleague Julia also has a piece this week on how tech can drive greater community engagement in planning. Yeah and you know th this is this is what I love about this um, sector. 
So on one hand, you've got unicorns, which is about <laughs> as magical and mystical as you can get. And then you've got a piece of technology helping one of the most complicated, slightly headache-inducing um, problems that the industry is facing. And it's just two opposite ends of the spectrum. But yeah, it's... um. Um, technology that um, the lovely Built ID um, have developed, um, whereby you can, where, where you're able to, to sort of have a select number of residents that you do a very in-depth consult consultation with, but then afterwards you can use this digital platform to do a very wide-reaching consultation as kind of an account an account checker to the initial consultation, um, and it's great. And I think it's simple. It's well, it's simple in concept, mm. not in um, application, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> it's simple. <laughs> it makes sense. It's it deals with a problem. It's it's excellent. So, yeah, have a read um, because the these are the types of, of technologies, I think, that we're going to see get real, real traction. And while all of the, the glitter and the sparkle and the raises and all that kind of stuff is, is a, a really amazing barometer for the the wider maturity of the market and um, very much worth keeping an eye on it's that stuff as well that people need to be need to be watching because that's the stuff that at you know a very basic level people are going to be thinking we should be integrating that we can really we can really use that yeah I guess that there's something for everyone in tech because even uh, those people who who can't or won't engage with the metaverse will it might at least see the advantage in something improving the planning process yeah yeah absolutely uh, and other highlights in the tech special this week, Emily? So we have a long-awaited interview write-up with the founder and investment partner, 2150, which I'm really excited about. And I'm sure that people will be listening who might think 2150. Um, and let me, let me um, explain. So 2150... <laughs> is a sustainable a sustain, sustainable urbanism tech fund that was launched in 2019 um, based in London and Copenhagen with a 200 and I think around about 201 million pound starting fund that actually ended up closing oversubscribed a lot more than that um, to invest in not companies entrepreneurs and businesses that want to, to solve ESG and climate issues building by building but very much looking at a city urban level. Um, it's founded and, and sort of almost entirely made up of a team who are either from big tech. So you've, we've got, you know, ex-Google, ex-Facebook, ex-Alphabet, Sidewalk Labs, um, and then also a team of the, the other side of the team is um, financiers who are sort of really well known for real estate investments. So it's an absolute powerhouse team behind it. And um, they've invested in some amazing companies who are solving very, very specific problems. So they've identified problems, 2150s have identified problems like concrete um, and embodied carbon. Um, so they've invested in a, a company that is growing concrete from bacteria, um, as you do. And um, it's just really interesting, really, um, really fresh way of thinking. And did you know, did you know that there is only one sustainable urbanism course, I believe, available to students in the UK? Just the one. Um, please correct me really? if I'm wrong, anyone who's listening. Yeah. Ooh. And wow. given, given, the, given that it's such a major part of our future, um, that seems 
not to be the right balance. So it was really great to talk to. It was Nicola Blanc um, and Mikhail, Mikhail Boulot-Lensby, who I spoke to, and they were brilliant. Have a read. And my favourite quote was Mikhail, who said, because they, they invest fast. That's the other thing. They invest really quickly. Um, and he, he, one of the things he said was, we invest in an idea that could work tomorrow before we invest in an idea that will work in two years because we, we just don't have, have the time um, to waste. Um, but he was saying, you know, there is a bit of a fear in real estate around investing fast and investing in, in the unknown. But he said, his quote was something that lines up not verbatim. If you're driving at a brick wall at 100 miles an hour, you know, doing a handbrake turn off to the right or the left is nerve wracking because you don't quite know where you're going to end up. But it's better than smashing into the brick wall. (laughs) (laughs) And I think if the, you know, when the brick wall is, you know, the ultimate end of our planet, Mm. let's do a handbrake turn. (laughs) Yeah, it's a pretty big brick wall. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. It's a pretty big wall. And that small car. (laughs) I guess that that philosophy of investing quickly also it kind of encompasses that idea of embracing small failures along the way to, yeah. towards a, a bigger success in the end yeah absolutely yeah brings us brings us nicely back uh, to, to where we started and and uh, Piers you, you haven't just been hiding in the bushes looking for horses with horns this week um you vision <laughs> you, <laughs> you have of course uh, been uh, you know keeping a weather eye on on uh, everything that's going on in the world and and, and property so what are the, some of the big things in the news this week that the listeners should already be aware of but but can now be aware of thanks to the magic of your words well i, th- I think um <laughs> the, the the magic of other people's words in the in the mag uh, this week um because i think some of the the really interesting ones were i don't know if anybody else had their their bank holiday weekend ruined but uh, for me, it was my, my van broke down and I had to fix it on the side of the M4. But for other people, it was the um, the announcement from Amazon that um, they were going to make a loss for the first quarter since 2015. <laughs> $3.8 billion loss. Um, and the reason for that was that they'd overexpanded. They said mm. quite openly, we, we doubled the amount of space that we've been slowly building up. And um, in, in a year, so... 15 years to build it up to one point and then doubled in a year. Um, and now they were saying, actually, you know, we don't need all of that space. And there was this sort of, you could see it start in in the States on the on the Friday. Mm. Um, and then it took the bank holiday weekend for, for the UK to catch up with just this plunge of, uh, of warehouse REITs and, and listed companies. Um, 10%, I mean, Prologis fell by, by about 10%. Um, over here, Seagrove fell by 10%. Tritax fell by 11%, I think. I mean, really quite scary stuff. But then you get the the, the thing that, that's really interesting, and um, Sam covers this in, in her, her leader, and uh, Puy covers it in the article as well, is you then get this correction. Because while Amazon's this amazing bellwether, and people do think, well, God, Amazon's not taking space. They took, what, like a quarter of space mm. last year. Um, there's the correction is kind of the the common sense, if you like, of people pointing out, well, actually, yeah, but they only took three percent in the last quarter, and they're not the only game in town. And yeah, they are a bellwether, but we always knew this contraction was going to come. Um, and you start to see the those those share prices just sort of gradually climb up as as sense returns, which is which is nice. Um, but also, you, just the fundamentals then pop out, and you see that that the the 
the market is that the demand is still so high even if amazon were to disappear mm. there is still so much demand in the marketplace that that it will be fine unless of course it disappears because e-commerce is is dead and gone and i don't think that's quite the case um seems unlikely. sam uh, it, yeah it seems it seems a little bit unlikely but then again so do unicorns mate i mean yeah <laughs> uh, but I, I think sam mentioned in her leader the thing about you know are there ever really um true bubbles in real estate hmm. and that links in actually with with something else that was interesting this week which is um uh warren buffett was um was talking about you know his what he's seen going on what, what he thinks is um is going on with the various sectors he was saying that that he would far rather any amount of low yielding rubbish real estate than all of the bitcoin in the world because as far as he's concerned bitcoin is just pointless it doesn't do anything it's just um i mean he, he kind of captured it brilliantly that it's it's got presumed value because somebody else will buy it mm. from you for more but it doesn't have any innate value. It doesn't have purpose. It doesn't have, you know, it doesn't produce. Um, and that thing about about real estate being a, an asset class and an industry that produces is, I think, really core to all of this. Um, what else? There, there some, loads of other things that sort of tie in with that as well, like um, lending, which after the the pandemic, um, people were saying real estate lending might sort of drop off a cliff or or, or stutter or have a problem. Um, or that we'd see um, a, a kind of a, a peak as all of the pent up demand was unleashed and then it would drop off. It actually seems to be going from strength to strength. I mean, um, it hit, it's hit a record of, of nearly 50 billion for 2021. So that's that's all going well. Um, I mean, just just so much, actually. I could keep yeah. I could keep going. It's great. I, either that or you know, just read the mag. It's it's all in. You don't <laughs> Absolutely. Need to tell. We uh, encourage everyone to to read the bag, uh, uh, you know, uh, digesters in all our forms. Um, and anyway, uh, you've waited long enough. You, you must be in want of a quiz, I'm sure. Yes. I know Emily was my And I couldn't have you both on two two tech experts without doing something a little little bit different, a little bit special again uh, after last time. And it is also this weekend, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness comes out in cinemas so really it seems that this was the ideal opportunity to play metaverse or multiverse <laughs> so what i have for you this time i have uh 12 i have 12 whole places uh, and they're either an actual functioning metaverse or they are somewhere in the marvel multiverse got it so i'm looking for metaverse or multiverse. What was the last? What was the last one you had us do that was that was like this uh, that, that was, we got that in was... trouble with because we couldn't remember the name of prop tech companies. <laughs> that was yeah. pop or prop. Yes, that's right. Pop or prop. This was... follows in the proud traditions of pop or prop. <laughs> I don't know anything about Marvel and the multiverse. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, well um, therein lies the fun. <laughs> well, no, therein lies the problem, Jess. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Think of this as a learning experience, and there you go. Right. You can. You can build from here. So, Emily, would you like to go first or second? I'll go first. It's not make any difference, and I and I'd rather well, start it, in the it lead. Might, it might make a it might make a slight difference. Uh, number one, Decentraland. Oh, hurrah! Metaverse. Correct. Piers, the Savage Land. Oh, um, 
I'm going to go multiverse. It is multiverse. This is uh, a perfectly preserved uh, tropical prehistoric region of Antarctica uh, ruled over by Khazar, Lord of the Jungle. Uh, Emily, I thought it was. Yeah, that does make yeah. sense. <laughs> Atalan. 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 A-T-T-I-L-A-N. Isn't that where you can buy cheap clothes? Is that... <laughs> That is the metaverse version of, of that of, the, of that brand you're discussing. That is brilliant. Um, multiverse. Two out of two for Emily. Uh, that is the home of the Inhumans, which was originally hidden in the Himalayas. Pierce. <laughs> Nueva York. Say again. Nueva York. Nueva York. Oh, now, hang on. That sounds like a, a take on New York. I think that's going to be... I think that's going to be... Um, multiverse and it's an uh, that, alternate new york that is multiverse that is the new york city of 2099 uh protected by the spider-man of the future miguel o'hara uh it's it's red hot so far two two uh, <laughs> emily the sandbox oh I've, I've done quite well on this haven't i that's metaverse uh, that is three two to emily the treehouse this is for me yeah um i think i'm, I'm gonna go with metaverse for that Oh, Emily takes the lead. The treehouse uh, is the uh, the new headquarters of the X-Men in Central Park. Uh, no. Yeah. Treehouse is an awesome metaverse name, by the way. It Any is. Metaverse uh, developers out there. Crying out Do there. treehouse now. <laughs> uh, Emily, counter Earth. I oh, see this sounds like multiverse, but maybe it's not. Um... Therein lies the whole idea of the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Counter Earth. Counter Earth. I'm going to go meta. Oh, Emily has dropped a point as well. This uh, is a second Earth that uh, orbits on the opposite side of the sun uh, in the Marvel Universe. Uh, Piers, Eartha, E-R-T-H-A, Eartha. As in Kit. Uh, slightly, yeah, similar. Um, yeah. I'm going to go uh, metaverse. Uh, it is a metaverse. So now that I believe ties you at two each. Uh, Eartha is an explorer game designed to replicate real life each. environments. Three each, is it? Oh, yes, sorry. Uh, three each. Well done, Emily, for keeping Never track. Never wanting to knowingly have a point removed from myself. <laughs> I think that's uh, very clear. Emily, Illuvium. Illuvium. I L L U V I U M. Illuvium. Multiverse. It's a metaverse. It's an entirely decentralized RPG world built on Ethereum blockchain. It does sound like something you'd, you'd build super armor out of, though, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It does. OK, it's Piers' turn uh, and Piers can take the lead. Otherworld. Oh, that's got to be a metaverse. It might be both. I'm going to uh, go with metaverse. It's multiverse. Piers has dropped a point oh. as well. Uh, this is a mystical realm and nexus of dimensions currently home to Merlin and King Arthur. Oh, well, obviously. Really? Is that <laughs> which version of Merlin and King Arthur is that? Because uh, if it's the one from the Sword and the Stone, that's awesome. It is, it is the Marvel version of Merlin and King Arthur. Of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> there are other Arthurs from other world. Yeah, other Arthurs are, are, are available. Um, Emily, to take the lead. Sarare. S-O-R-A-R-E. Sarare. I'm going to say this with confidence, even though I've got no idea. Metaverse. It is a metaverse. Emily I knew it. Leads. It's a football-based metaverse, apparently. Uh, Piers. Upland. 
I've lost all confidence now. I've completely lost all confidence. Um, I'm going to go. You are, you know, pretty much the expert. I know it's worrying, isn't it? It is worrying. Um, I'm going to go. I mean, maybe on that on that point, if I just keep saying metaverse, then at least I won't embarrass myself by missing one. But um, no, what the hell? I'm going to throw. I'm going to fail, and I'm going to fail well by saying multiverse. You have failed very well. It is a metaverse. Uh, it's a new fast-growing player, uh, which is an NFT metaverse mapped to the real world. Emily, this oh. for a conclusive victory. Krakoa. Krakoa. K-R-A-K-O-A. What? Why, I'm really so desperate to win. You can see it in our face. I hate losing. I hate losing. Oh, even in something where I don't know, and I know it's just a game of chance, I hate losing. I know that Piers doesn't know either. It's all a game of chance. Um, Multi. Emily, with a fantastic victory. It is uh, the living island that is currently home to the X-Men. So Piers, just for pride, just to lose by a single point. Blocktopia. Or, or to lose by two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go metaverse. It is a metaverse. Uh, it's a virtual skyscraper of 21 levels, apparently. So there you go. Uh, some some fine ideas for metaverse names out there for anyone uh, who uh, is looking to to launch their own. Uh, <laughs> great performance. By Marvel. Uh, <laughs> that's right, Emily. How are you going to celebrate this this victory? Oh, I don't know. I might go for a virtual drink in the metaverse or something. <laughs> Um, I was just wondering what my metaverse sound would be called. What what I would call that? Maybe we should maybe we should um ha- we should discuss that on the next on the next call. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Let's give it some thought. We 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 could do with an official EG metaverse. Um, <laughs> we'll uh, brainstorm it and uh, come back next time. So a, a great incentive for for those at home to tune in uh, once again to a future episode of EG like Sunday morning. <laughs>